0: Let's turn to the war in Gaza. And Qatar says that the first consignment of aid under a deal which was brokered between Israel and Hamas has entered the territory. Planes carrying 61 tonnes of aid had flown into Egypt. It's understood that has now been delivered to Gaza, although it's not known if it's been distributed just yet. Hamas has said that for every box of medicine intended for Israeli hostages who were taken during the attack on the 7th of October, a thousand boxes would be reserved for residents of Gaza. Meanwhile, the fighting continues. Officials from the Hamas-run Health Ministry in Gaza say at least 16 people were killed and many more injured in a missile strike on a building in Rafah in southern Gaza. They claim several children were among the casualties. And in the last hour, a feed from cameras in Rafah caught this explosion. Details about what exactly happened have not yet emerged. Israel, which along with several Western countries considers Hamas to be a terrorist organisation, has previously said it provides warnings to civilians of potential action and only targets militants. Well Earlier I spoke to James Denslow, head of conflict and humanitarian policy and advocacy at Save the Children.
1: Well, I think the first thing to say is that Uh, getting aid into a population that needs it shouldn't require high level diplomacy Uh, aid should be uh, uninterrupted and unimpaired by all parties to any conflict. So uh, while it obviously is uh, of good news to have medicine for all of those who need it, it's sad that it takes so much political capital for this to happen. Uh, Children who need access to food, water, medicine shouldn't have to rely on uh, the leaders of regional countries uh, coming to make agreements for short windows for that to get through. And of course, the scale of need in Gaza for the over 1 million children there is absolutely vast. And while again, these Medicines and these key uh, drugs, etc., are, are vital. Uh, we shouldn't forget that we are dealing with uh, a situation in which every single child in Gaza is hungry. But many children in Gaza, numbering in the tens of thousands, are, are, t- are heading towards uh, famine conditions, and of course, the prospect of the death toll uh, going up very significantly in a very short pace of time.
0: Yeah, that warning has been uh, given uh, over the last uh, uh, few weeks or so about the, the situation of famine. I mean, just. Take us through the, the level of, um, of need in Gaza at the moment.
1: Well, the, the level of need is, is absolute across every section and sector of the humanitarian response. Uh, Yesterday saw 225 aid trucks uh, go into Gaza compared to the pre-conflict average of 500. But we shouldn't get ourselves uh, focusing entirely on numbers of trucks because, of course, uh, the population across Gaza has different needs and and parts of the north in particular uh, are finding it very hard to get access to aid and the numbers of convoys that are given permission to get to that population is extremely low indeed. And today, of course, we've seen uh, the main access road from north to south cut off. We've also seen uh, issues over the last week or so in terms of a communication blackout and inability uh, to communicate uh, whether that's aid operators or the population trying to work out where is relatively, safety, where is relatively safe because of course there's no uh, single safe place in Gaza. So um, when you're talking about that mismatch between the, the actual need for aid and the amount that we're able to get in and distribute effectively mass suffering happens in between and of course I I would really sum up our response at the moment as not reversing or addressing the humanitarian crisis, but simply slowing its descent into greater levels of hell.